the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From Atlanta to the world, a view like no other, the Christian view. Your host, Dr. Trudy Simmons, with co-hosts Aisha Smith-Dancy, Sandra O'Neill, Dr. Lee Adams, Trudy Davies-Davis, Monica Matthews, Isaac Hernandez, and Caitlin Bryan. Empowering and inspiring, the Christian view. What a great audience we have today. Thank you all for being here today. And thank you to my amazing co-hosts for being here today. Y'all check out what they're doing. They're doing amazing things other than being a part of the Christian view. They have such great ministries for the kingdom. So check out their ministries and, um, and see what all they're doing as well. Well, today's hot topic, as I was thinking about it and praying about it, the title is called The Simplicity of Christianity, but it could also be called The Complexity of Christianity because through the years, we've kind of made Christianity a little more complex than it should be. And I have a four-year-old little girl, and we were at home the other night. I was like, well, so how was your day? She goes, Mommy, it was great. You know, I was trying to play with Jesus, and my friends wouldn't let me. And I just really wanted to be with Jesus. I really wanted to hang with Jesus. And I'm thinking, how many of us adults really just want to hang with Jesus? You know, and those people that I counsel and mentor, they're like, Christianity just seems so hard. There's, There's lists of rules. It's no fun. It's complicated. Or it's boring. And I was thinking... Christianity is anything but boring. Yeah. So, Isaac, my first question, you know, God came to give us life and give it to us abundantly. Mm-hmm. But have we have, have people made it complicated through legalism and rules and regulations? What do you think? Hmm. Well, you know, interestingly enough, I, I've been a Christian all my life. I grew mm-hmm. up in a Christian home. And I have to admit, I grew up in a very legalistic Christian okay. home because we went to a very legalistic mm-hmm. Pentecostal church. Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't go to the movies. That, that was a sin. I couldn't uh, go to my school dances. My wife grew up in a, in a very similar home. She wasn't allowed to wear pants, for instance. Okay. Uh, so it was definitely, there was definitely a lot of rules. Mm-hmm. We used to say that there's, the book of rules was bigger than the Bible itself. Right. right. <laughs> uh, but interestingly enough, to be honest with you, that, I believe, gave us a real foundation. Mm-hmm. It gave us, you know... Uh, Definite uh, kind of uh, root, you know, I don't even know if I want to call it rules, but it kind of gave us those boundaries that Mm -hmm. we should keep. And I'm afraid that what sometimes is happening right now, too, is things are getting so simple. You know, you're talking about simplicity, but things are getting so simple that maybe those boundaries have kind of left us nowadays. And so, Mm -hmm. so I'm kind of, while I think those were too, too much, too too many rules. I also think that we have to be careful not to go the opposite way and just feel There's like a all you got to do is just say yes, Jesus, and you're, right. you're done, and, and anything goes. There's a balance. There's we a, have to find balance. we have to find that balance. And Christianity is not; it really isn't a religion. It's more of a relationship. relationship. And um, Isaac, you're totally correct. You know, we have to remember that God is a God of order. And in those, in, in order, there's going to be structure. There's going to be, you know, like you said, rules. And um, when, once you accept Christ, you have to understand there's some certain things that, that you have to abide by, certain expectations that God has for you. So I know this generation wants it easy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, life is not easy. Mm-hmm. But he, he reminds us that he's with us. And 
You know, I think one of the things that makes it difficult, because I kind of grew up in a household where we couldn't shave our legs as yeah, women, we, uh, <laughs> just different things like couldn't pierce our ears. Did you did you mention yeah. that? Oh, yeah. Are, you, are yes. your ears? Uh, I don't want to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> no, but it's the same thing. Um, you know, we grow up with these, you know, these rules and you have a certain level of respect for God. But the main thing we want to, you know, remind any believer or someone coming to Christ for the first time is that you're not going to be perfect. Right. And I think the pressure of I have to be perfect, for perfect to follow those rules. That's yeah. what get, right. deters people from Christianity. Right. And they'll say, well, I'm not perfect and I can't live I up can't to those expectations. Yeah. So therefore I'm not going to yeah. give my life to Christ. Mm-hmm. And right. I think that's where it comes down to love, because I love the statement that says when Jesus died on the cross, he didn't send us an invoice. Right. He sent us a receipt. Yes. It's already paid for. Right. It's already paid for in full. And I think that when we focus on relationship, you want to do better. Mm-hmm. When you're in a loving relationship with somebody, you want to do better with them, but you can grow together. Right. It's when we close the doors and make sure, like Aisha was saying, make sure people act a certain way. They need to come in. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus said, he came to save the lost right. in the hurting world. So we need to open our church doors, but then we need to step in and help people mm-hmm. in this process and let people grow and be dirty and, and right. deal with situations. I w- heard a pastor one time, he said, if you if your purse is safe on a Sunday morning to sit on the church pew, you're not creating a church like Jesus wants mm-hmm. because you need to be able to love people right. into a relationship with Except God them, and they yeah. to do better. Except them where they are. And right. talking about away. legalistic um, environment, you know, the Bible talks about the old covenant and then we have the new covenant. Right. That's where the old covenant was all about, mm-hmm. right? You need to do this, you need to do that so you can be right with God. But Jesus came and broke that covenant yes, through the right. blood of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. So I grew up in a very legalistic environment too. But like Isaac said, you know, that also led a foundation. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned, you know, when you want to do do your best and you're an A-type personality and you want to do the right thing. Yes. You know, sometimes you want to do the right thing so much and you feel like you can't even try, you can't even do it. But that's well, where because grace you're, you're comes. you're kind of fearful of trying yes. because if I try and step out, then I'm not going to do the right thing. Right. Or I may fail. Right. Yeah. Right. I remember hearing when I was younger and I needed this from my aunt. She said, even on your best day, you won't be perfect. Right. And, uh, you know, or even on your best day, you're still going to sin. Yeah. Like you sin daily. And then once I realized, oh my gosh, I, you know, she said, maybe it's even in your thoughts. But it's something that you, and again, the way that she was pretty much saying is you're not going to be perfect. So this pressure that you put on yourself to, uh, you know, to just be perfect in the eyes of the Lord, you're just not going to be. And that's why you have a savior, because you couldn't be perfect. Right, right, right. right. Now, accepting Jesus is simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, is, that is the most simple right. thing you can do. <laughs> Living the lifestyle is what becomes a little bit of a sacrifice. Yes. You know, but the Bible says, pick up your cross and follow me, not pick up your bags. Pick up your cross. The <laughs> right. cross signifies that there's going to be a little bit of a sacrifice. Right. And it's a daily, it's daily sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Right. It is, it, and it is that relationship. And it, it is wanting, when you're in love with someone, uh-huh. you want to spend mm-hmm. time with them. Kind of like my little four-year-old. Mm-hmm. Mommy, I just wanted to spend Jesus time right with Jesus. Yeah. You know, and then when spending time with Jesus, that's where we grow. Yeah. We're going to come back in, in a minute and talk about some tips on salvation and how to make salvation not so complicated. Stay with us. We'll be right back here on The Christian View. Welcome back. Welcome back to The Christian View. Um, We have been talking this morning about the simplicity and the complication of Christianity. And so I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about salvation and how sometimes, Sandra, we can overcomplicate just the true meaning of salvation and what that means. So let's just talk about... You know, we can. We live in a broken world. 
That's just a fact. But God, the most important thing is there's only really four steps, maybe even five that you need to take to be saved. And I think it's really simple. You can, you first have to believe that God loves you and has a plan for you in this broken world that we live in. Um, You know, John 10, 10 says, I came, Jesus said, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. And John 3, 16 is... For God so loved the world that he gave his yes. only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but it's have eternal life. It's that belief. It's that so first believe. you have to start with believe. Yes. And then we have to realize we all make mistakes. Mm-hmm. We all fall short from the glory of God. Yes. So because we all make mistakes, God has made a way to get through that. You know, uh, Romans three twenty three talks about that. And then because of those mistakes, we get separated. Mm -hmm. There's a spiritual disconnect. So God makes a way by sending his son. And you have to believe that, Mm -hmm. that the God son came as a, had a human birth, human death, had a supernatural resurrection and is seated three days later, was seated on the throne next to God on the right right side. So you have to believe that. And God demonstrates that. And once you believe that wholeheartedly, that connection starts. And I believe the complexity starts when the discipleship. And that's when we get in the mix and we start mixing that pot because this is how now you should be and this is how you should be. But when it's a heart connection, when it is a heart connection, God will then start sifting out all the things that you used to want to do. Mm -hmm. The cravings will go away and you will crave Jesus just like your Mm four-year-old craves Jesus. So Isaac, a good question is, okay, someone comes to you and wants to know about the salvation thing, but they're like, I don't get it. He died for me. Mm-hmm. He died for me. So what, what do you tell someone? What's the next step? He died. Yes, he died for you. But how do we kind of walk it through, uh, through that with them so that they can believe? Because I think that that's the disconnect. It's so hard to believe that a heavenly father would totally love us, that he would send his son to die for us. Well, I mean, you basically just, like you said, it's a very simple explanation. Mm-hmm. Just, yes, look, you were sinners. That we, were, we were born in sin. Right. Um, but, you know, Jesus made a way and he paid the price. I love what you yeah. said about not a, not an invoice, but right. you see, yeah. he's already paid the price. All you have to do is, is accept him. Mm-hmm. I mentioned in the first segment how, you know, the simplicity of accepting Jesus. It's, it's the follow-up then right. that becomes difficult. And it's, you know, if you want to become a doctor, it's simple to say, mm-hmm. I want to become a doctor. Mm-hmm. But to actually become a doctor, then you have to go through a lot of steps, right, a right. lot of processes. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's kind of the same thing in Christianity. So you probably don't need to explain that to somebody. Right. You, you know, oh, you're going to have to do this and this and mm-hmm. that and change your ways here. You just explain, look, Jesus Well, that's where they, they were like, that, yeah, it's, it's, it's too complicated. Too it's too hard. And I yeah. truly believe that when Jesus left, of course, the word says he didn't leave us orphans. Right. We have the Holy Spirit. At that moment, when you believe Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, yeah. the Holy Spirit indwells with you. And at that point, you are not left alone and you are guided and you are led to know what is right and what is wrong. You cannot feed Mm -hmm. a young Christian. It's like having your appetizers. You have your appetizer and then you have your steak and potatoes. Gradually you get there. Now, one of my favorite um, biblical stories is Philip and the Ethiopian Mm -hmm. um, who um, he asked, what must I do to be saved? And it's it. It was after Philip had 
taught him and preached about Jesus. So it reminds us that we need to be out there. This, that's what we're called right. to do as Christians is to mm-hmm. spread the gospel to for those that are non-believers, you know, to actually hear about Jesus. And I think once they hear, not everyone, but, you know, it's God does. We do our part. God does his part. Right. Yes. right. So we spread the gospel. We teach and we, we you know, show them the light. And then once they hear about it, then, you know, the next step is to believe. And then after that is to repent right. and then to confess, yes. you know, yes. and to be baptized. And I everybody's think a lot salvation people... experience is going to be different. Yes. So you can't yes. compare your salvation experience yeah. with your next person's, you know, because people will experience it differently. It's yeah. like when you talk to people mm-hmm. and they tell you their love story. Nobody has the same right. love story. And I love how. My husband really explains this. When you're evangelizing to somebody, he always explains the relationship with God as a proposal. He said, I proposed to Caitlin. And in that moment, I made a decision for forever. But there was a process to getting to the wedding. Right. There was a process of going through that. And so I was committed to forever the moment he proposed. Mm -hmm. So it seemed like a moment. But it changed for forever. And so that's what happens when we, Romans 10 and 9 says, when we confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts, that's when we're saved. And it is simple to get saved. It's simple to get engaged. Right. But (laughs) it's a process to get married. And I think that that's what we have to understand is that it's a lot more simple. It's a process to stay married. Exactly. There we go. about the, the process next, but just, you know, I want those people just to know who are struggling with yeah. their salvation. You know, if you do, like you said, accept Jesus Christ into your heart, then you are saved. And then from there, it flows out of your heart and it doesn't have to be complicated yes. in a complicated world. I think that when you understand the why and the how yes. God made a way, it's like Caitlin said, it is a love story. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you can pray to him and say, I believe in you. Mm-hmm. I forgive me for all my sins, right. repent, turn back and start living mm-hmm. a life for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it's not always a feeling. Like I think we said this emotional a few minutes ago. No, it's it's, a, you have to get yeah. past your emotions yes. and past those feelings yes. to get to that, that, that knowing and that believing. Yes. Mm-hmm. You got to get, get over yourself. You right. have to yeah. understand you've surrendered. Yes. You've died to, to Christ now. Now it's about him, right. you right. know, and living through him and for him. And I think also it, we would be remiss to not mention um, in this segment, John fourteen six that Jesus said, I am the only way. Right. <laughs> I am the way. Yes. I think in today's society, you know, it's, Christianity is simple, but mm-hmm. it is one person. Right. There aren't many ways to heaven. There's one. There's yes. only, there's only yes. one way. Yes. You're right. right. You're right. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more here at The Christian View. Christian view. We're talking today about the simplicity or the complexity mm-hmm. of salvation and the Christian walk, right? Um, and we've talked a little bit about salvation mm-hmm. and what that means. Mm-hmm. And now I want to talk a little bit about um, what, where we go from there. How do we grow in spiritual maturity? Because uh, Paul talks about in Galatians how he's amazed how Christians fall away from their faith or they're getting confused by all the other gospels and all the other things that are coming at them. Mm-hmm. And so let's talk about how to grow. Even people who've been Christians for years, right. we need to continue in, in that growth process with the Lord. Exactly. So let's give some practical tools on how to do that. Exactly. I think when it comes to spiritual maturity, uh, 
This is the part where we as a church have failed because we bring people in. We've been talking about conversion. That's simple. Mm -hmm. Discipleship is what's tough. And so I think that there's always that process of understanding that if you're a baby, my parent, my mom didn't birth me and say, okay, good. You're here. Right. Like she took me through a process and there was failure. And I think a lot of times what we as a church have to focus on is discipleship to help people. So I I believe that there are three steps in the process of spiritual maturity. You start out, number one, you need help. You need to get saved. You need to ask Jesus. Number two, you need direction and accountability. And I think that that's where the scripture comes in, where it says the older women need to nurture the younger women and older men need to nurture younger men to teach them and train them. I had to learn how to walk as Mm -hmm. a person. I had to learn how to read my Bible. We need practical things that we bring people into the church. And once they're saved, we don't say, okay, good. You're getting to heaven. We help people in that process. Mm -hmm. And then the final step of maturity, I think, as I've witnessed is that you need to help others. Right. So once you've way. gotten help, then you get helped and disciple. Right. Our job as Christians, Jesus commanded. What's written in red is Jesus. He said, go and make disciples. Yes. And I believe, I want to um, read the scripture, James 1, 3 through 4. It says, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect, complete, lacking in nothing. Right. And when you're fully mature, you're not lacking. Mm-hmm. You're fully mature. And so we have to help people understand you're going to go through tests. You know, when I was going through school, I had to pass a right. test to go to each grade level yeah. and they're going to be tests, but that's why we have to have that accountability. Mm-hmm to really walk with people through this process into spiritual maturity and really helping them see you may fall, but the Bible says the righteous fall down and right. get back up. And we fall forward we when we exactly. fall as Christians, we fall forward and exactly. you know, we fall, we get back up. But I do think we need to be in a Bible believing church. I remember yes. I got saved at the age of 12 yes. and my household was not a household of believers. So I got saved at a church camp and I was left on my own to kind of figure this whole thing out as a new Christian. And it wasn't until I was 19 that I found a good home church and started really um, developing that walk. But just getting a Bible that you understand, there's so many different uh, versions of the Bible out right now. Um, So getting a Bible and getting believers around Uh you um, and not leaving anyone left behind. Yeah. Right. And we have to remember it's a growth, it's a process. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I liked what Caitlin said about failures because yeah. that is part of the process. That's yeah. how you know and that's how you learn and mm-hmm. can look back and say, hey, I wouldn't do that again. Or God, I, I mean, yeah. thank you for accepting me. That, yeah. You start building that relationship mm-hmm. saying, thank you for forgiving right, me because right. I messed up and, and, and I'm, you know, back on track. Right. And you realize after you get older that this is a constant thing, you know, <laughs> I mean, right. maybe you don't fall down as often, uh-huh. but you still, every day we make mistakes and we could have done something better or we could have taken an opportunity to pray for someone, but we were too busy. It's just maturity in terms of relationship with God and the relationship gets closer as we mature in our, in our, in our, and you want to spend time with them. I think when you become a new believer, you do, right? You want to spend all this time with them and then life happens. Mm -hmm. But then as you mature in your faith, then you come back to your first love and want to spend even more time with them. But sometimes I don't know about y'all, but there's been times in my life that I haven't made the time to spend yes. with Christ. And, yes. and as a believer, you know, I think there's those seasons that we go through. That's right. where I, I used to be confused about that because, you know, you read the scripture, you know, pray without ceasing. Right. I thought, I can't just sit and kneel down and pray <laughs> right. yeah. four hours a day. Then I learned, though, that it just mm-hmm. really kind of meant to always include him in yes. what you're doing. Yes. So even right. when I'm busy mm-hmm. doing something else, 
I feel like he's there with me and, and I communicate with him mm-hmm. a lot. I don't communicate by, you know, going down like this. Right. Oh, Heavenly Father. I communicate. <laughs> there's by a saying, time. There's you know, a time and a place for that. Next? Right. And so develop, I'm always in mm-hmm. communication. You develop your own relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we try to copycat the relationship yeah. of someone we yes. saw. Mm-hmm. But over time, again, part of the maturity, you develop your relationship with God. My right. relationship with him. <clears throat> Because of our experiences right. have all been different. Right. Or it's all different. So I believe, too, like you said, you're at work doing Just, something, but he's there. I'm you all know, the time. Praying, if you, will. you know he's there. Yeah. I think it's important um, if you're a new Christian or a tween or a teen mm-hmm. or a quite vintage one um, <laughs> that you keep that. Word. Word, right? <laughs> I'm kind of getting there. But um, it's awesome to be. We, we need to make sure that we open up that book yes. and continue to open right. up that book. And when life gets great and you're in that valley, um, um, or in the in the mountaintop, it tends. I mean, for me, I tend to not go there right. very often. Uh-huh. But that's where the obedience comes mm-hmm. in. That I Absolutely. have to make that effort to say, I'm going to obey God today. I'm going to carve out the time right. to open my book. Yeah. Because when you're in the valley and you've been on the mountaintop are, in prayer and yes. in the Bible with the Lord, then that's going to help you get through the darker times yes. And you'll well. never have a healthy relationship with somebody who you don't communicate right. with. And so if you, if we want healthy relationship with God, you know, I love technology and the fact that you could literally Google right now, Bible reading plans yes. and have a plan. But I always tell people when they're starting out, it's more important to have five minutes of the Bible every single day mm-hmm. than to try to do 50 minutes one week and then you miss it because right. it's not a part of your daily routine. So even starting off with a proverb a day mm-hmm. gets you in the practice of saying, I'm going to, re- anybody can read a proverb yes. a day. Yes. Anybody can read a proverb a day <laughs> right. right there on the Bible. And there's so much wisdom <laughs> yeah, for exactly. daily life in, yes. in the book of Proverbs. And, and so, and we think about if you're reading uh, the Bible every day, how much word you're being filled exactly. with daily and mm-hmm. daily. So of course that spiritual maturity is bound to happen because you're being filled with the word, especially if on a daily basis. So as you become more and more knowledgeable, as more, the more you read the Bible, then of course you're going to, that relationship, that understanding is going to change. It was funny that you said technology just as I was bringing out my phone, because I was going to (laughs) say, there's really no excuse anymore. You can't say, well, I don't have my Bible with me today. At any time of the day, you have your phone all the time. And guess what? The word is right there. Exactly. And that's what God wants. I mean, he wants us. He wants his word to be easy. Yeah. I mean, the burdens are heavy, but his word will make them lighter. And he wants us to be in the word and to be faithful in the word. And so, you know, that's one thing. We stay connected with the body of Christ. We stay in God's word. We find mentors and we mentor others because as we mentor others, we grow as well uh-huh. because we're having to dig deeper and study longer. Exactly. But then there's also the fasting part. Yes. Fasting, yeah. spending time, yes. you know, disciplining your body um, for the Lord and spending that yeah. time in prayer and dedication. Yeah. there. I love the book Celebration of Disciplines, mm-hmm. and it talks about all of the different disciplines that we can practice. And right. I think that that's always a good book because there are unique ways we can grow spiritually. Like Aisha was saying, everybody's relationship's different, Mm -hmm. but we can take those moments and really have those disciplines. Yes, and that's what God wants. Stay with us. We'll be right back here at The Christian View. We've had a great discussion today on the simplicity and the complexity of Christianity. The main thing I want you to walk away with today is that God longs to have a relationship with you and find yourself a church body that you love, that you can be a part of, and stay connected with Jesus Christ because he loves you. Have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye.